welcome to the Nerd Party. A Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Um, you know, we like going over series of Doctor Who, kind of talking about it all together. Uh, we just talked about the third Doctor, uh, his last series. Yep. Um, we've started the fourth Doctor. We'll see how that goes. Yep. New Doctor, new producer, all new everything. All of these things are true. Mm-hmm. But we decided we're going to talk about... Uh, series three, but not the second Doctor. No, we're talking about the Tenth Doctor, Series three, and with that, we're going to bring back someone who is seeing it for the first time, and that is friend of the show, Charlene Schmidt. Char, how are you doing? Hello, I am doing very well today. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. So um, you've had a, a slight break in your watching. So before <laughs> yes, we I did. get into Series three, you want to. Maybe talk about your experience of, of watching uh, Tenet's second season, or excuse me, third season as the, as the second, second season. Yeah, well, I went back and I looked at when I started watching this season. It was a full year ago. <laughs> I started watching this season mm-hmm. in November of 2019. Then we got the new season with the 13th Doctor in January. Watched through that, so I took a break on this, and then... I don't remember what happened this summer because time in 2020 is a really weird thing and a lot has just simply passed me by. And then mm. so this fall, you were kind of prodding me a little like, hey, are you watching Doctor Who or no? And I'm like, yeah, I'll get there. And so then I started it back <laughs> up and here we are and it finally happened. <laughs> well done. Well, thanks oh. to this season, you, you've been introduced to a very infamous phrase in the Doctor Who fandom. And that is... Oh, the, yes. The, the ball of timey, wimey, you know. Yes. That is the first time that that phrase was uttered? Yep. Okay, yep. I didn't know for sure, but it was my first time hearing it, and I just thought, oh, mm-hmm. he said it! He said it! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm sure we're going to have many moments here of, of letting you know this is the first time. But, All right, cool. Um, speak, speak, speaking of first times, before we get into individual episodes, let's talk about someone who's new to you. And that is Martha Jones. Yes, Martha. We barely knew you. What did you think? (laughs) What did you think of her? You know, you you saw Rose leave. Um, You got to have Donna for a hot second (laughs) in the Runaway Bride, and now uh, now you have Martha. So, what did you what did you think of Martha as? I really liked Martha from the get go. She's smart. She, I mean, she's a doctor for crying out loud. She's of course got to be intelligent, but I really like kind of just how she immediately got her hands dirty and immersed herself into the role as the companion without even really realizing it. She just jumped in because that's what she's doing with her life, generally speaking. She's there to help. She sees a need. I can help with that. She does it. And then she goes on this wild and crazy journey as a result. I loved Martha. And yet the whole time I'm realizing that the doctor is only thinking about Rose most of the time. 
Like, there's some serious Mm -hmm. rebound syndrome going on here with Martha, and I feel bad for Martha. There's a reason why Mm -hmm. she decided to stay home after one season. (laughs) I'm not here to be anyone's rebound, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because Martha is awesome. I could watch five or more seasons with her. She'd be great. (laughs) But it just really, I guess, wasn't in the cards. There's a lot of angst between Martha and the Doctor, in my opinion, which stinks. They work together well. Yeah, so obviously we went from... You know, I don't know what what. However, you would define nine in rows, but at least with ten in rows, you know, you, I don't think it's too crazy to say there was a romantic uh, relationship there. Um, but now with Martha, they go the route of oh, she has a crush on the Doctor. Did you? Would you think of how that played out? Well, kind of anticlimactic, or kind of anticlimactically <laughs> in a way. She's kind of pining from him, thinking and maybe hoping that somewhere along the way, maybe he'll match her feelings and it's just kind of a no-go so you can only hang around with that Mm. for so long i get her point of view yeah and uh how did you think uh her ultimate departure was handled you know we have rose being left behind in an alternate dimension you know and doctor (laughs) here there's only so many ways that they have well i was gonna say they did do alternate dimension was but anyway um how would you think of how they left martha just you just her own choice it's not often the way they leave i kind of like the fact that she left on her own terms she said Mm -hmm. this is it i think i'm gonna go spend some time with my family and given what her family went through this season as a result of her adventures with the doctor i really don't blame her It's been really interesting seeing how the family members are or are not affected by the companions being gone. Because we had Rose's Mm. mom who, I mean, she started to embrace the whole thing and got involved. Whereas Martha's family is, I mean, they saw a whole different side where this is scary and it's dangerous and what the heck is going on and why are you with this guy? And (laughs) I think a lot of rational people in the real world, if this were actually happening, we would have that kind of response, right? So it made a lot of sense. And after you've been through so much danger, after so many ordeals, you probably do want to be around the people you're closest with. So it made sense to me that Martha wants to spend more time like with her sister and her mom and her dad and make sure they're okay. And... As sad as I was to see her go, I totally got it and thought, well, they're leaving her off in a good place. And of course, and I don't know if this is going to happen, there's always room to come back. (laughs) Well, this isn't a spoiler. I mean, I can tell you that, and I don't have the details, but broadly speaking, I think there was a thought of seeing if Freema was interested in joining Torchwood. Oh, okay. Uh, The organization and the series. Um, It did not happen, though. She does come to Torchwood for a couple episodes. Oh, does she really? Okay. Um, it was just, yeah, it, it was just never made permanent, whether, you know, whatever reason. Because, um, you know, Freeman has gone on to other things. Um, but anyway, so that that was an initial okay. thought. Okay, question so. for you two. So I don't know a whole lot of behind-the-scenes uh-huh. drama or insider info or anything. I don't really research a whole lot of that. Certainly before we do this show and not a whole lot after, was uh, Freema just not that interested in continuing with Doctor Who or was this a point where her career was massively taking off and she had offers for a whole bunch of other projects was there a reason why she did only a season the answer is I don't know Um, I I mean I can tell you I mean I don't have the timeline maybe off but like I know she was on Law and Order UK Mm -hmm. Um, I mean she kept you know she kept working in in British television 
Um, and I'm sure she did other things. I mean, the only thing that, you know, Sensei. Sensei. And, but you know, that was a couple, several years later. Oh, and of course now she's on. Oh, yeah, the medical show, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. In America. Uh, I forget the name of it. I don't keep track of them all. No, crap. What is it? You can yeah. Google it while we're talking. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, she's But anyway, she's busy. <laughs> yeah. No, she's, but, but, but she's, she's in America now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was. That was a poor choice. But anyway. Um, it was but anyway. <laughs> well, it is in 2020. That's for sure. Exactly. So I don't know. It's, it's uh, Richard, who we had on last week. We always talk to him about com- – that's always our question about, you know, especially with Classic Who, but New Who as well. Why do people leave both in story and behind the scenes? Yeah. It's always, always interesting to tell. Because especially in New Who, there's more of a reason where in Classic Who, it's like, well, we fired you. That's how it works. Mm. Um, but obviously, you know, women – because they're usually companions or women. Women are have a little bit more power. Have their own power these days. Yeah, darn right. Um, but anyway, so yes. So um, and let's into broad topics. You know, this is only your second season with David Tennant playing the titular role. So, what are you now thinking of uh, the Tenth Doctor now that you've had another year with him? Uh, New Amsterdam is the show. Oh, that okay. She's on now I can't say i've heard of it but all right <laughs> you know medical dramas really aren't my thing it's a, do- it's a doctor so show that's more me not her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, anyway i you know I, as far as david Tennant goes i can see that he's just totally in his element here he's having so much fun his fun is infectious I mean, I love watching him. He is so yes. freaking good yeah. no matter what he's doing. He's having a wicked good time. I'm having a wicked good time watching him. Mm-hmm. And and not to like, I'm not doing the nerd thing of like, which one's better. But as far as comparison, you know, how is it between him and nine and even 13? Ooh, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's different. Nine is a much more dark type of personality, whereas David Tennant's doctor is, I mean, he's just kind of like, Jim Carrey on acid sometimes. I mean, he can really go anywhere. <laughs> but that said, he can still be serious sometimes. But, I mean, it's – I would say dramatically, he has a much more broad range where he goes for the laugh-out-loud funny to the dead serious, and he can do it in the blink of an eye. So I would say he's the most well-rounded doctor of the three I've seen so far. Yeah, he, he to me – and I don't know what you think, Jessica. Um, this is going to be, like – may not even make sense – He's the most grounded. I don't mean mm. figuratively. I mean literally. Like he's a very. I mean he does the running, of course. They all do the running. But uh, you know, <laughs> lots of running compared to. I mean, I think uh, Jody moves around a lot. I mean, at least from the waist up. Um, you haven't seen Matt Smith as eleven. Eleven. He moves all the way around. His, he's his constant physi- motion. His physicality is exhausting. <laughs> but okay. but I think but Tim has this sort of centered thing mm. of where he's just literally is where he planted, uh, where he's acting. And I don't know if that's just like a theater thing or something, hmm. um, but I, I think there's it, it, it does give him the way he works. But it's not, if you'll let yeah. me have a, a sure. moment. Director moment. <laughs> a, a, yeah, a little bit of a director moment. He is a, you're, I think you're absolutely right. He is centered and he is grounded, but it's not a weight right. on him like I think it is with Nine. Yeah. With uh, nine, yeah. he's still got that same groundedness, but it's a weight. I think that's a great um, way to and, put it. You know, and a, a, quite possibly very much a character choice, considering what we know about where nine came from. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense, especially in retrospect, where that energy might be coming yeah. from. And so seeing that evolution is really interesting. 
And of course, mm. I haven't seen the doctors between yeah. David Tennant and uh, Jodie Whittaker, so I don't know where the evolution goes from there. So I'm really curious mm. as I keep going how that might influence Jodie's rendition of the doctor. And then I can go back and watch her one more time and see how it all mm, ties yeah. together. That's right. Well, it's not going to be that long till we have the. I don't even know what they. I mean, I know it's New Year's, but like every time I see it reference, it's always like the festive special. It's like a very British way of saying the holiday special. They don't say the holiday Doctor Who special. Yeah. It's always like the festive special. And, and um, but they're definitely like doing it. one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, which I suspect. I mean, they have it a hundred percent, but I mean, ninety percent is probably just going to be New Year's again. But yeah, we'll see. Cool. Who knows? You know, depends how I guess how things are in Britain. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> they've just they've just announced a second lockdown in Britain. Yeah, and they're gonna so be they... you know you're gonna have a uh, the local constabulary kicking indoors during uh, holidays to make sure there's not more than ten people in there. But, yeah, um, I wouldn't say Thanksgiving. Of course, they don't have that. So anyway, <laughs> um, also true. moving on. All right, well, let's get into these individual episodes. Uh, we have them all listed on our notes here, listeners. We're not necessarily gonna go through them all. You know. 12 minutes each, but, um, you know, we'll see how fast each one goes. So first um, is, of course, Smith and Jones, or as we like to call it, the Jadoon <laughs> on the Moon. This was a good one. I enjoyed it. It was, I would say, a solid introduction to Martha to get us a feel for both her, but also life in 2007. Because, <laughs> <laughs> hey, in 2020, it's been a little while. Took me right back to that age. It was a long time ago, and yet it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was just kind of an interesting, I don't know, kind of slice of life in that sense. Uh, that's that's primarily what I got out of it was just learning about Martha, knowing immediately, okay, she's the next companion. She doesn't have the formal invite yet, but this is who it is. Yeah, because I, I thought they really gave her like the problem solving scene to like she's not a moron, you know, or, right. or, or not not that Rose. And I'm saying you know, casting any shade anywhere, but to give her, like, okay, like, the whole, like, how can we breathe, and she's like, well, the windows aren't airtight, so it's not like, you know, you know, and this, this and that and the other, and he's like, yeah, that's right, that's right, and so, you know, sort of him, you know, the doctor being impressed with her, you know, sort of gives her character validity, so we can Totally, it sets the it. tone, too, for what the dynamic is going to be between these two characters, how they're going to work, and that sort of thing. And yeah, after coming off a long tenure, well, not even a long tenure, but a tenure with Rose, you are mentally prepared that this is going to be a different experience and not in a bad way. Yeah. Well, just like uh, David's the second doctor, she's technically just the second companion of New Who. Mm. So, you know, it's, it, right. it's, there the, you go. it's the first change. I mean, like I said, other than, you know, your Christmas special with Donna, you know, so it's sort of like, you know, the, the New Who is like, okay, well, what's next? We kind of got used to Rose. You know, yes. Life, uh... Here's a question. Uh, everybody kind of fell in love with Rose Tyler by the time she was mm-hmm. making her exit, right? So, mm-hmm. was there kind of a genuine or an overall feeling among the audience of, oh, we want Rose back? Sort of like how the doctor was feeling for a lot of the season. At least that's how I kind of absorbed it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you always have the. Uh, it's true with everything in life. You know, I can do a million examples, but I think Doctor Who is often it where like no matter how you feel about the current doctor or companion once they leave you're like i wish they would bring <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like you're losing a friend why yeah. did she have to go and 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 the new kid replacing her uh, I, 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 <laughs> but then 
as you said, like I, I've got a friend of mine on Facebook who I can remember with Peter Capaldi's first season was like, he's terrible. He's the worst doctor ever. He's awful. And by the time he was getting ready to leave, he was like, he's my favorite doctor. Why is he? So is that, you know, is that the constant cycle between new doctors and new companions is we just don't trust them at first. And then after a while you get become attached. Cause I loved Martha right away. This isn't how Doctor Who is supposed to be. I mean, I I liked this new flavor of Martha. Just thought she's going to kick some ass. I like it. I think that there are, like, the 12th Doctor, and obviously Bill, who, you know. She doesn't know. Well, but, (laughs) no, but I'm talking to you then. That's okay. You know, Bill's leaving was (laughs) awful, and I hated it, but I was aware that we were getting a completely new cycle, and so... Looking at mm. 13's companions coming through, I, I didn't have that <laughs> sulkiness. So really, the writing sets the tone. Yeah, I think it can in a lot do. of ways. Like if it prepares yeah. you. And then, um, you know, and I can't go back in time and tell you everything, but of course, Martha, you know, Freema is the first main companion of color in Doctor Who. Mm. Oh, wow. So, you know. In 2007. Well, then it was about time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, whatever. I say controversy. You know, I, I don't think it's a controversy. But, you know, how things are. You know, people still talk about Jodius. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But anyway. Come so on, guys. To the extent that I'm sure there was reaction in some quarters, you know, that may have. Whatever. But I'm obviously, I think she did a good job. And she's one of my favorite companions. Mm. So. Yeah. Oh, I thought she did a fantastic job. And I do wish already that we would have more of her and Martha. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, so that's the Jejunin on the Moon. Um, next is uh, the Shakespeare Code. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's the funny thing is, as the season ramped up toward the end, and part of this is the fact that I watched it so long ago, this was a well-done episode. It was fine. But it pales in comparison to the other bigger, overarching things that they did with this season. So I had to refresh myself on what even happened in this episode. (laughs) And I feel bad (laughs) about it, just for the record, okay? (laughs) But I remember, I mean, it was, it had good, this season has seriously good production value across the board. It's very good. But I remember, I mean, the shakes, every time they kind of do kind of the back in time stuff, they, the costuming is amazing, of course. And, and of course, they do address, in like with a couple of lines like hey look i'm a black woman in the 1500s here 1600s they're not going to react to me in the same way that they are in present day here how's this going to go they acknowledged it ever so subtly i appreciated that they went there and they weren't ma- they weren't trying to throw it in our faces just here's a fact mm-hmm. yeah and i mean i, th- I think it's it's something that you know is, is good to address and and i think for good and for ill and obviously i'm not the person to talk about this um, but for good or for ill, I think they handle it different ways. And I don't know which one's the right way. Because um, I'm trying to remember what they did here. There's been other doctor uh, companions of color where they just say, oh, just walk around like you on the place. Then there's others mm-hmm. where they'll be like, of course there were people of color back then. The history is nothing but whitewash, you know. And but So they handle it different mm. ways in different ways. Because then, like, even with the 13th doctor... You know, um, with uh, you know her companions, they've obviously had to deal with like Rosa. Obviously, that, that one. Was, oh, sure, um, that was a lot yeah, more, yeah. a little more blatant. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, but but I mean, for a good reason. Bill punches somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it is um, interesting so, yeah. to see how they handle that. Then I mean, they've got mm-hmm. a few different contexts. Whereas, like here, it was just like it was a little bit, 
and then off we go. We're going to deal with that if we have to. And then kind of turns out they really kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember um, the guest actor who played Shakespeare, but I remember he did a good job. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. I was excited because it was a Shakespeare episode, but I think I sort of agreed with you, Shar. It was like, because what I remember about it is, oh, Shakespeare was in that. Mm-hmm. Witches, <laughs> yeah, the Globe, oh yeah, uh, Love Labors one. I guess they were playing with the uh, with yeah. the Lost Play. I don't know. You know better than me. Yeah. Um, and then and then we get, I believe I can't remember because uh, you, you remember. Is this the first running joke with Elizabeth the first, or have they said it again? Like Ooh. the the running joke in in New Who is the Doctor and Elizabeth the first. Boy. Uh, I am by no means an expert. It could be, it's 50-50 in my book. It okay. might have been the first one. If there was one prior, I'm, I might have missed it. Yeah. Just know that's going to be the running joke for a while about okay. the Doctor being involved with Elizabeth okay. the first. Yeah, this was a good, solid episode, but being that it's a standalone, it's not a throwaway, but mm. it did, it does kind of, like, I had to think about it. The line I always remember from this episode, I don't even remember the exact line, is like where Shakespeare's flirting with Martha, and then he looks at the doctor and says, "Oh, you too, doctor." And the, and the doctor's like, "There's like twelve scholars <laughs> punching her fist in the arm right, you know, in the air right now." Anyway. Yeah, that was a cool moment. <laughs> um, all right. Well, moving on um, to an episode that always has a special place in my heart, even if it isn't necessarily like a big episode. And that's Kitties. Gridlock. <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay, I mean, if there's anything to take away from this episode, right, it's the kittens. Hello. That's the best part. It's an interesting yeah. concept. These people mm-hmm. in their vehicles for years at a time in new, 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 New York. I, I lost count. And yeah, I mean, they make L.A. traffic look like child's play. Why does anybody do this? Something is really messed up. <laughs> it's a it's a heck of a concept, completely not believable, but it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know if any list of Doctor Who episodes. I mean, again, I, I hope this would make my list because it's like it's not a big episode, but it's just a great episode. Like it's one you, I would always want to put in to watch. Like you know. Yeah, um, my it's fa- fun. My favorite episode, a little more. My favorite episode of Doctor Who, which you haven't seen yet, is somewhat depressing and happy. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Vincent. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, Gridlock is just fun because you know you have that whole like let's make a deal, th- you know, from the game show. You know, where you just have every car is a different theme, yeah, different. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and I mean, I just love. Uh, I mean, like I almost, I really, I think Martha drives the train uh, with her for the storyline because, like. I almost barely remember the doctor storyline with the nurse and face a bow and all that. That was like really just Martha in the car and then with the different people and she's running around and like that's that's the fun. Yeah, part. no, I think you're yeah. right. I think she is taking charge here, whereas the doctor's on his own little side quest. He is in the quote unquote backseat, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like Brannigan's talking to the uh, the couple, like the sisters, whatever. You know very well that we're married. Whoa, it's so shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a fun one. I enjoyed it. It was, it is a standalone. It's, again, kind of, it kind of pales the further you go in the season, and yet I can't forget the kittens, so it's got that going for sure. And then, of course, we have uh, the seeming death of the face of Bo. Yeah. Yeah. Who says some closing words to the doctor. (laughs) 
Yeah, I have in my notes, the doctor is not alone, question mark. Yep, you are not alone. Yes, what does that mean? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Got my attention. <laughs> yep, and then I I guess this is, in some ways, and I'm, I'm sure this is wrong as soon as I say it, but this is the first sequel episode of New Who. Like, in other words, to another New Who episode. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying it like a two-part or three-part, like, because this is a sequel to New Earth ah, from yes. last year. Because he takes... Martha to the same planet as Rose, talking right. of rebound. Let's do all the know. greatest hits like, oh, this is- all over again. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, that takes us right into the next episode, right? Like, we're going to go visit the Daleks. <laughs> but I do like the end of this episode where Martha sits him down and forces him to be like, look, if I'm going to travel with you, you got to tell me what's up. Yeah. And then I, th- I think that's where, you, where, to me, that's one of, of Ten's uh, scenes of being the last of the time lords like the way he talks about gallifrey in the past yeah and actually you know what that kind of helped me connect the dots a little bit with the 13th doctor where she too has been a little reluctant to talk about her past she doesn't want to give away too much and i did not understand that having not watched any other doctor who at that point why are you being so secretive why wouldn't you be just a little more forthcoming because these folks have proven their loyalty to you you ought to prove that you are as loyal to them. And by doing so, you need to share of yourself. I mean, that's kind of a part of the process. And yeah, okay, I get it. It's painful, but let's talk. Let's have some moments of truth. And there's just this constant reluctance throughout, isn't there? Mm. All right. Well, as you say, we're going to move on to um, what generally does not pop up as my favorite, but that's just my opinion. And that's the two parter. (laughs) I'm going to put them together here. Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks. What'd you think of Depression Era? New- okay, so this isn't your favorite either. Okay. <laughs> May I ask why? Uh, well, I, I, um, I think it's, you know, the Daleks, you know, Jessica and I always talk about them using the Daleks. You know, I'm, I'm glad they're trying new things. I guess I shouldn't complain about that. You know, what if we made the Daleks uh, hybrids? And I'm like, okay, it doesn't work. I, but I guess I'm glad you tried. Um, <laughs> I mean, it looks kind of silly. Um, to me, and I don't know, it just wasn't very, the pigment, uh, there's just a lot of things that like, pigment. I guess it's supposed to be dramatic, <laughs> but it's kind of just silly in a ways, you know. Um, I have it in my notes, like, I, the, the pig people look silly, and that's not an insult to whether that was like a makeup or mask or what have you, it's just, they're pigs. <laughs> so, it, it just, it looks comical, and I'm trying to take it seriously, but I can't. And uh, Jessica, what is your thought on going to the Daleks again, in your opinion? I am never a huge fan of the Daleks, simply because... Oh, you're not? I am not, because there's no redemption. I really like the monsters that, oh, they're actually just trying to get back the land that was stolen from them or oh they're just misunderstood we're not communicating with them well i prefer that there's nothing redemptive about the daleks and so i don't particularly enjoy them and there's nothing unique like you think about um strax yes you know his entire race is the Santarans. The Santarans are, are not familiar with. Not, uh, 
You'll see. <laughs> um, but they they are not dissimilar to the Cybermen and the Daleks in that you know they are all regimented and all the same. But then Strax is there and he's different and there's something we you know there's something interesting and to me there's just not a lot interesting about the Daleks. Because in okay, I, I don't know. you're I mean, validating my ways... point of view so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because here's how I feel about the Daleks. I didn't know if this was going to be an unpopular opinion or not, and I'm going to put it out there no matter what. It's that, why do we have to go to the Dalek well again? I kind of feel like, in the time that I've watched Doctor Who, this feels like they don't need to be doing this. The Daleks, I agree. What is the motive? What You need the, the villain, the evil side of things, to have a really good concrete motive the only thing that I can surmise, at least at this point, and maybe it's because I've not gone back and seen the the very beginnings of stuff, is what is their end goal? What are they really trying to do? What is the mission? What are they? Are they just trying to destroy and take over? Is that it? Them and the Cybermen? <laughs> okay, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know there are times when it's well. Did you, did you ever? See the thirteenth Doctor, uh, Christmas or New Year's special? I want to say Christmas. But oh, you know what? No, I didn't. Yeah. You know why? Because you on know. Amazon you have to buy that separately, and I haven't done that yet. Okay, ah. that's. I mean, I guess it's a spoiler. It's a it's a Dalek one. That's but, okay. You can spoil but me. I think it's. I think I think that's good though. It's like I mean, well, you tell me. You watch it. and You tell me what you think. But I think that's a good use of the Dalek. I mean, because like for instance, in what you've seen so far, so like Dalek, the episode Dalek with the ninth Doctor, I think is is good because. Um, I didn't hate that one. It's almost reintroducing the Daleks, of course. Okay, sure. New, uh, and also telling um, us a little bit about the time war. Yeah, and you see how the Ninth Doctor, how far he goes, and Rose has her, you know, there's something to say there. Um, I think... Yeah, that's dynamic. There's actually some stuff there. Mm-hmm. I I agree. And so I think if you can do a personal story, you can. And I think another good use of them is an epic story, which you had with the Ninth Doctor, Um I'm going to make sure I get everything right here. The Ninth Doctor, his two-parter, when he leaves. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's a, you know, I don't know. But, I mean, that's an epic story with the Daleks, you know. Um, and then I think even with um, the Tenth Doctor, with the, the Cybermen, the Daleks, like, it's this big story. Like, you know, or it's anything special. But, I mean, like, that's when I would want to use them. Either use it personal or epic. So, like, a story like Daleks in Manhattan, it's not personal or necessarily epic. It's weird. You know, it's this middle thing. I'm like... Yeah. yeah, that's not that I didn't enjoy yeah. these two episodes. Because, hey, you know, flappers, hey, it's fun. It's timey-wimey, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, yeah, Daleks, mm, okay. Could we have not done something else? I, I feel like there's better potential for an alien of the week in this kind of situation. Am I wrong? No, and I think I, w- I was just going to add to that sort of running through, because uh, I know that we're coming up on Blink. The the angels also don't have a redemptive arc, but they up the stakes a little bit every time with the angels. Mm. Yes, to an extent. Yeah, neither. Um, I'd say enough, and so, to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. There's something a little bit new every time. Every period, almost yeah. every time. Mm. I don't like the angels in the River Song, scene, but yeah, that's later. But yeah. So I like the angels, but I don't like the dollars. But you do get Spider-Man. This is true. This is true. Spider-Man. I was not expecting Spider-Man in Doctor Who. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, well, is he British? Then he's going to be indoctrinated. Of, of little <laughs> but yeah, he's British, so he's going to end Fair up in Doctor Who at some point. Yeah, there's only two there properties: Harry Potter and Doctor Who. Um, yes, yes. So we move on to uh, speaking of awkward special effects. Uh, the Lazarus yes. experiment. Okay, this this was an interesting one. So, I mean, they're they're really mm-hmm. trying to threaten. Oh no, this can't be it for Martha. Dun dun dun. You know, at the very beginning, I remember that part. <laughs> I don't know. I think she does great here. It's it's good stuff. Also, I have in my notes. This is Doctor Who's take on Threshold, <laughs> the Voyager episode, the infamous oh, wow. lizard Voyager episode. <laughs> Philip, in particular, what do you think about that statement? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could agree. I think Threshold still wins uh, for, for, <laughs> for however, you, however you want to define that statement. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, win, question mark? <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to win, though? That's the question. I right, mean, so we, right. we get more, if you wanted it. We get more about Martha's family. You get more about her dad. You get more about her, his girlfriend, and her sister, or Martha's sister. Uh, yeah, more about her mom. If you didn't, and then she uh, needs better taste in men if she really wants to snog Lazarus guy. <laughs> yeah, and then you know Mark Gatiss, who obviously has many gifts, but like I don't know the old age makeup. I don't know. Again, I'm, I don't want to like complain. I mean, just you know, I don't know. And then the special effects spider, whatever he turned into. You know, yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it was you know, it's a, it's a fun ride. Fun this is a fun one to watch. It's mm-hmm. a journey. <laughs> but I do yeah. like that we do get to know Tish a little bit, Martha's sister. Martha kind of, at this mm-hmm. point, knows that her place is with the doctor. And so she just runs with that entirely. And this oh, yes. is a bad guy who deserved to Mom. die. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I questioned... Are they going to kill Martha off? Like, are they trying to foreshadow a little bit? Mm-hmm. And I wondered. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it can happen. I don't want to, you know. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know it's not out of the realm of possibility. So I thought, hmm, are they trying to ever so subtly hint that Martha's going to be an ex-Martha soon? All right. Um, and then um, sort of our, not not to say this is a bad episode at all, but this is to, when we were chatting, you know, weeks ago when you were watching, I said, okay, you're gonna have this one more episode, and from after this episode, it goes at 100 miles per hour. After this, yeah. So our 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 appetizer and what's <laughs> going to be a nice meal is 42. Yes. Um, so this is a uh, Chris Chibnall's first story uh, in Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. Um, so so what you think of 42? Which again is kind of a Martha story. Yeah. So uh, first up, hashtag vote Saxon. Saxon. Yeah, yeah Saxon. that's a yep. thing for sure. Martha gets the keys to the TARDIS, and I have an alternate episode title for this All one. Right. The Daft Punk Killer. Because <laughs> that's what it made me think Burn. of. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this one has a really interesting use of silence when they use it. Mm. Long silence. It's incredibly effective. Martha really needs to call her mom at times in this episode. Uh, yeah, just... It played with my emotions in a way I wasn't expecting, and I'm not sure what I was expecting exactly, but I don't know. This was an interesting one to me. What did you guys make of this? 
Uh, well, I think we did a whole episode about it, um, yeah. just because it was a Chris Chibnall episode, yeah. so we, that's what we wanted to look at okay. it. I think it was before a 13 series even started. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I think it's interesting to look at it now because I'm gonna, I can't remember the name, the 13th Doctor episode in the fir- in her first season, the Tchichibokla Conundrum. Oh, boy. But basically the one uh-huh. on the medical ship. They're on the medical spaceship. Mm-hmm. But it's because the beginning, the doctor, um, who's hanging out with the doctor, and he, he, and he ends up like dying in like, the first five minutes, putting the escape pod. But to me, that relationship is kind of like the assistant that's hanging around with Martha. Like, uh, you're almost, because they build up this, it's almost a romantic relationship, almost, like they do in like five minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very believable. They have good chemistry. Um, but... But you are almost scared that they're going to die because they're like that thing is skate pods <laughs> about to hit the sun there at any second there, um, and uh, I it just I think really really works with those two. So um, and it's also an interesting as you know as a writer from a story point at to make an episode that lasts like it's a real time episode like this is like an episode of twenty four. <laughs> it's called hey, forty two because that's clever. how long the episode is. Forty two. I wasn't sure what the forty two so, was really going for. Okay, that's cool. Also. Mm-hmm. Hearing what Martha's mom heard out of context, actually with no context, she must be so frightened with whatever she thinks Martha is doing with the doctor at this point. I feel for her. I empathize. Just what the heck do you make out of all this? And, uh, I mean, there's nothing more British than a high-stakes pub trivia. So that's... uh... Love it. Love it. All right. Well, moving on. So this is where it's going to start here. Human nature. Here we go. The family of blood. Oh, yeah. Yes. Aliens. It was aliens. (laughs) Cue up the meme. So. That's the first thing in my notes. The introduction of John Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting fellow. Now, this is, I mean, this, this is a much more dynamic villain, than the huge mm-hmm. that's you know just kind of the monster of the week or what have you know this 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 is crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time but i think the more i watch pretty much this point of the season and going forward the more i'm really going to appreciate these are the gifts that are going to keep on giving right like there's a lot more layers to this than a very basic episode i can tell you with only one watch under me i don't fully understand everything that's going to be going on from this point forward <laughs> It's like, I mean, as a group cosplay, like, to go to a con, and if you saw someone dressed as, like, the Scarecrows. Uh-huh. Or, like, the little girl with the balloon. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just, like, it's, you know, um, but but just having, you know, if you remember, I mean, I mean to talk about David Tennant acting, mm. act, David is John Smith, sort of the very antithesis of the Doctor. Um, I mean, both very smart, don't get me wrong, but he's more of a pacifist, um, you know, and much more, I guess, you know, this imagination and these dreams I have. And they're so silly, aren't they? And then, you know, falling in love or, you know, having, you know, these feelings with, um, you know, the other, uh, with the young lady and, and all that. What do you, how do you think of how David Tennant did those parts? I mean, I, I, David Tennant's a genius. I love David <laughs> So, so yeah, good. I, I, I loved the world. Um, because you're sad when he leaves. Yeah, it. that says a lot. And that that's the the sign of a yeah. Now now Shark, you're you're talking about Star Trek Voyager parallels. Isn't this Doctor Who's too big? 
<laughs> I hadn't made that connection, but maybe. I have in my notes, is this That's a right. Tom Riddle versus Harry Potter kind of situation? I'm not sure if that really relates, but <laughs> that's what I put down. Mm -hmm. Also, Jealous you... Martha is jelly. Well, you know, I mean, this is as we, you know, and, and uh, for good or ill, and perhaps it's ill, you know, she's relegated to the help as a person of color in this time and place um, and being treated as such, you know, very unfortunately. Yes. So she has to... Yeah, I mean, she's got to wear a maid's uniform here. And my first reaction yeah, to that was a little bit, basically. oh. Yeah, she's she's bleeding from how much she's biting that tongue. I'm yeah, saying, but, uh, right? But at the same time, time appropriate, sad but true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, got to fit in. It sucks. But, yeah, I cringed hard. Watching this, I'm always like, oh, it's the kid from Love Actually. And then yeah. To, then keep watching it. Oh, man. And when they revealed uh, when the kid job, had the stopwatch, oh, man. What, first time watching that, I was just, oh. <laughs> I kind of barely started getting a sense of what I thought this episode might be doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just because I was like, I, I, the moment I thought I understood what was going on, I wasn't really sure exactly. Like, uh, yeah, they're, they're aliens. The doctor became human? Question mark. The flashbacks. Uh, I just, yeah, I kept putting in my notes. This is a hell of a concept, and I don't think I understand it. Damn. And then, um, like, I, I it might have been because I was two drinks in <laughs> a lot of times when I was watching, but uh, at the same time, just wow, I, wh they're going for some high level stuff here. It really did knock up a level. Yeah, for sure. And I'm blanking on her name, but the actress uh, is usually a comedic actress. Uh, Joan, is that it? She's faced, right, with uh, Simon Pegg. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I can't blank on her name, but she's usually a comedic actor, but obviously played a very much dramatic part here. I think was, mm. uh, she did, did a great job um, yeah. on her part. I mean, especially those final scenes with, with uh, I mean, with David playing the John Smith, the reluctant John Smith, who does not want to have any part of this at all. And then... <laughs> Once he does make the change, her reaction to, you know, I want my John Smith back. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a heck of an episode. I'll say that much. I need to watch it many times over. One, just to refresh. But then also, I need to absorb a lot more about what they're doing here. <laughs> One episode in is not enough. <laughs> I would recommend Googling... I don't know how to Google it. But anyway, they, you know, during lockdown, you know, in the UK this year, there was a lot of Doctor Who stuff that was made ah. um, by the creators. You know, one of the things, and I, I don't know if it was Stephen Moffat or I don't know who did it. It might have been, I don't know if it was Christian or Stephen. But anyway, someone did a sequel to this. <gasps> oh, really? Like With the girl, the girl that's uh -huh. stuck in the mirror. So they, they did another story oh, wow. of the doctor the 13th doctor encountering her again okay um so it's like a little animation like a little storybook the way they did it but anyway okay uh, it's so is it like up. It, it's is it an actual book i know they released supplemental materials i've not gone into watching them yet yeah it's like an animation oh, is what i suppose what nice. i mean yeah, so, okay yeah. cool cool so yeah but yeah i do love that ending of the the very you know because voiceovers are always tricky sometimes it's cheating but this one i do like the uh you know, we understood why the doctor hid he was being kind. And it just shows all the wrath of the Time Lord, you know, of all the punishments he handed out to all of gotcha. them. Gotcha. Interesting. So, you know, that's one yeah. of the cool things about Doctor Who is there's just 
so many directions you can take spinoffs into. There's always a continuation. You can always find something mm. to work with. That's pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. This really was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was told this was one of the very best episodes of Doctor Who ever. It did not disappoint. And it's not just because we got the timey-wimey line either. Yes, of course, that was great. But... As far as concept goes, wow, this is about as good as it freaking gets. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to watch the crap out of this episode. It's so good. And so I love scary. It. I mean, this is, you know, everybody talks about, oh, Doctor Who, and you'd watch it from behind the sofa, and this this was scary. The, the angels frightened me. Oh, I mean, it feels like a horror show, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it played with all of my emotions, I think. I went, I had moments of confusion. I had moments of downright, are they joking? Oh, no, they're being downright serious here. To the wibbly-wombly, timely-wimey, blah, blah, blah. To, oh, we're just working at a shop. I mean, we went everywhere in the span of an episode. That's the mark of good quality TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What What are your thoughts about the Doctor and Martha both being very peripheral? Yeah, because I believe they're basically where we're, uh, David and Primo were doing the next, you know, the saga that's about to come here. We're doing all the filming for that. So they basically were like, oh, it's an episode. We cannot have them in, you know. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely different, right? But... I don't know. In the time while I watched it, I here's a weird comment. I barely noticed. I was so involved <laughs> in what was yeah. going on. I didn't care. But it's still so Doctor Who. Yes! There's never a question throughout the entire no. thing, I think, that it's still just so Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, it never took me out of it. Never. There was just yeah. enough of it. For, to string me along. I didn't even think about that once, you guys. Yeah, this one Martha did. appears for like 30 seconds. At the <laughs> so end. it was production that actually, like, were they planning this? And that's just sort of, oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, I think, I mean, like, you know, because the next three episodes is the finale. Um, that's three mm-hmm. episodes. Um, and so I think they wanted them to have to do, obviously, they had a lot of work to do. But, yeah, I mean, this you do parallel sure. production. You oh, know, my gosh. They don't have to worry about David and Freema being on the oh call. Oh, my gosh. Sheet, so you know. that's sort of how this episode came to be then. That's my, wow. And then they came up with this? Jeez. Now, and this is all. Wow. And, right? And now this, of course, is a Stephen Moffat uh, pinned story. So Oh, I'm not surprised. Showrunner eventually in your watch. Um so and it's 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 funny. I, there was a an, an interview I I read um, between um, Russell uh, and Stephen um, together, and uh, one of the things that Stephen I think asked, or, or it's weird because he's often set told this is people's favorite episode of Doctor Who, which is weird, you know, for, weird for him because he wrote it, but he was also <laughs> the showrunner for several years after this. So he's like, I don't know how to take that because he's like, well, Russell, it was your show. I, but hey, I wrote it. You know, look, like, man, it's that, a big universe. You know, this is the best episode people always it say. Sh- it shows that the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've not even together. seen the completion yeah. of all of their work, and I can say that 
they're very good at what they do. So I would take it as a compliment and just run with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I there's uh, I think if there's any Doctor Who T-shirt, there's one that has uh, the angels have the blue box. Ooh. It's always a good just a quote yeah. to have. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and the angels will reappear, but not with the intensity that the dollars. Oh, do. okay. Are they? Yeah, they go to the angel. Are they kind of like a Captain Jack? <laughs> but they once come a back season? every now and then. Uh, maybe a little hmm. bit. A little yeah. less, but yes. Okay. yes. I, I'm okay yeah. with that. Uh, well, and like I say, every time there's something okay. a little bit new. I can go with that. With the Weeping, and I mean, this is something you, you know already probably, but this is the, the Weeping Angels, this is their first episode. So, like, almost every villain you've ever seen yeah. up to this point is a classic villain. You know, Cybermen, Dal- Daleks, um, the Jadoon were, that was their first episode, but I mean, they're always a peripheral kind of villain, you know. Um, so, yeah, but this is the first, like, new mm, who restarted, you know, original monster who is... Wow. Entered the pantheon well, of I mean, they knocked it out of the park with this anywhere. one. It really was good. It's got it's got everything. It's got all the emotion. It's got a really interesting kind of like world-building story. And yet, I mean, we barely see any of our main characters. Terribly interesting. <laughs> but and, and it is. And it's clever. Yeah. You know, the setup of, of the video being there oh my for gosh. so many years. Yeah. About footage. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 I just think that's so clever. And I think picking a, picking something that that's um, normal or that, that that's all around you um, mm. as the, the scary monster and turning that into whatever. So it's like, you know, I know not a lot of people <laughs> are going anywhere these days, but... You know, once you walk around, Ooh. you'll see. Well, yeah, that would require stepping out of the house, and Don't well. Think. All right, so then we we All enter right, the Utopia. The sound of drums and last of the oh time my god, Lords, a three-parter here. So Let's start with Captain start Jack. Hello, <laughs> you have you know the return of I Captain, love Captain Jack. Jack. I'm always happy to see Captain Jack. I have nothing but love for Captain Jack. I have somewhere in my nose, WTF, Captain Jack, and this is all in all caps, don't you dare pull a Spock. I don't remember exactly what I was referring to with that, but it's there. <laughs> you can't, I, I don't well, know. Yeah. Did Captain Jack have some work done, by the way? That was a question I had. I mean, I'm not judgmental. I'm not judging it. I mean, I'm just probably. wondering. Probably. <laughs> I know he has by now. Did he earn enough just to get a little had, done? You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, I think if you remember Captain Jack and Fugitive of the Dune, which I know has been a second, um, but, like, and I don't know if you'd seen Captain Jack before that, so you probably weren't able to compare. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, yeah, there was a lot they of used the, lighting, the, the beauty thought. light. But anyway, so. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's the magic that's of filmmaking. And we got the, uh, which I know you haven't been watching towards No, not Lord, yet. But um, we, di- we did get the confrontation between Jack and the Doctor. Why, why did you yeah that? yeah that you know i wasn't i wasn't really expecting that to happen um like maybe it's because i haven't seen torchwood i wasn't exactly sure where that was all coming from yeah because in and i think i probably told you but just in torchwood you know he has the that the doctor's hand from when the 10th doctor lost it in his first christmas okay special. okay and so he's been trying to find the doctor with it and that i mean I, this is just sort of it's not a spoiler, it's sort of the setup that basically at the end of 
the parting of ways with the ninth doctor jack basically ended up in 19th century earth and so he stayed around cardiff because he knew the tardis had to recharge there mm. and so that's why he ended up joining the torchwood uh, organization because they recruited him and so he's like well i got nowhere else to go so i'll just stick here for a hundred plus years until the doctor shows up again so okay 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 mm-hmm. all right yeah i was missing that so i wasn't sure what the heck that was about i love the line though mm-hmm. where the doctor says i was a different man back then like literally he was <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great line like he has it throughout this season sprinkled in just these little incredible lines like that just i think there was one in daleks take manhattan where i think it was one of the flapper girl she's like just who are you anyway <laughs> something like that and i'm like oh they did the thing didn't they? <laughs> yeah there's a there's a clip i'll i'll send you if it, i don't think it's a spoiler but it's, it's all the the clips of jack flirting and it's basically from this these three episodes where it's like <laughs> flirting with martha flirting with like um the blue girl uh, flirting, He's flirting with, with like everyone, flirting with yeah, and Doc's like, "Stop it! <laughs> what? I can't even say hello to anyone." I mean, Captain Jack is going to Captain Jack in my brain. <laughs> Just he is going to flirt with everybody. That is what I know of Captain Jack. He wants to have a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then we get to Derek Jacoby. Yep, as Professor Yana. Yes. Yeah, Professor aged himself down, question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> and my last line with notes for Utopia is, holy S, this is intense. Boy, they, I mean, they ended on a note where I was so glad I could keep watching and didn't have to stop because I was mm. so plugged in. Just, whoa, what are you doing here? Holy crap. <laughs> it was crazy. Do you remember what you thought? Do you remember what you thought when you saw his pocket Ooh, watch? Just, I, I think I audibly gasped. Just, oh, okay, mm-hmm. now what? <laughs> Give more, 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 more. <laughs> I need to know more. I need, I need to understand all of and this. I you... mean, wow, it's super good, super, super freaking good. I know I'm being really glib, but just, it was taking my breath away. It really was. And then, were you expecting to meet? John Sims as the master. No, I had no idea the master was coming. And of course, I met the master with 13th Doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going back and seeing. This is the first incarnation, correct? No. Well, no, no, not at all. It's oh. the first new oh, okay. yes. incarnation. Yeah, there's. there's um, not going to give you like the whole five seconds. But anyway, so like the third Doctor, you know, in. It was the first time we we met the master. Now, like, do you want to say in canon that they, you know, blah blah blah? The first time we met the master was in the third Doctor. Oh, okay, so, this you know, goes seventy whatever. Way back. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, he was here for oh yeah the ma- the master episodes with the third Doctor. It gets a little bit tedious. Yeah, they go to that well a, a lot. A lot. Okay. A lot. Not that he's a bad lot. character. They just use him a lot. Like, yeah. He's the Dalek oh, of man. the master. Okay. Yeah, they so they go to this lot. well a lot, right? Oh. They do, they do. That's kind and of then, disappointing. There's, yeah. But this is the again. This is the first time you see him in the second Doctor and or uh, in the New Who. But once again, when you see him again, when the Master reappears, every time oh, it's okay. something a little new. And yeah. Unexpected. Okay. I mean, even between the two incarnations I know of, 
they are quite different. <laughs> oh, you don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's entirely you, you fair. You know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> well, well, what do you think of John, John Sims as the master? You get at least two full episodes with him. Man, okay, again, I'm going to Jim Carrey references, but man, this guy, <laughs> his energy exhausts me just watching him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But he's so good. I mean... I think I prefer, in terms of just watchability, this guy, just mm-hmm. because he crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's going to do, whereas this other guy I watched with the 13th Doctor, he's just this massive gaslighting loose cannon. This guy, I kind of felt like as a villain was a little more solid, uh, a little more fun to watch mm. as a result, and I would dare say a little scarier, which... I mean, mm. that might not be fair to say because we don't know how things resolve just yet with the storyline we left off on with 13. But here, I am genuinely wondering, wow, where do they go from here with this guy? I mean, the Doctor has met his match. Yeah, and I think, I do think, I think you're right, without a doubt, in between those two masters. But I think that we will get, some, as you continue you will get some understanding of why the 13th Doctor's Master is why he's like he is. Okay, that's okay. That's good to know. Because, I mean, I guess here I see that so, the stakes it, are higher. Where, like, this, he's yeah. kidnapping people. There's systematic killings. I mean, this is just downright terror, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I was just trying to think of it all together there. Yeah, it's... With, with the John Sims master, I you know, with the whole paradox and the aging the doctor and, and enslaving the people. Now, I, what do you think of the the master? You know, the you know the parallelism which you've sort of brought up. You know, the doctor, the master, and of course now you, the master has his companion. Now it's his wife, but he has his own companion, Lucy Saxon. Uh-huh. So how do you sort of think of like how they do the parallels there? Of <laughs> it is an interesting parallel. I mean, Lucy. I don't know what to make of her. I don't know if she really does support him or or not. Like, I feel like it can go either way. But at the same time, the moment you think maybe she'll betray him, she won't. And then, so (laughs) (laughs) right. So that played with me a lot, going back and forth, wondering if she was going to be the foil Mm -hmm. that ruined everything for him. And then we sort of play with what I I think is usually the tenth Doctor's theme, the last of the Time Lords, and so when confronted with. Someone's alive, but of course it's the master, of course. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was a big reveal because, I mean, to my knowledge, yeah, that was the mm-hmm. case. And then you're telling me, no, it wasn't? What's going on here? <laughs> but then, kind of again with the 13th Doctor, like, oh, there's more doctors. Again, playing with that. <laughs> again, don't know exactly where that's all going because they didn't, mm-hmm. they, they only gave us a fraction, I think, of what I hope they have in store. But just, yeah, it's like, oh, everything you know is wrong. Try again. Oh, yeah, there's a line in the, uh, yeah. this episode, uh, The Sound of Drums, where they said the last president of America. And I'm just thinking, okay, you are really gut-punching me in 2020. Were we on the, on the verge of a very <laughs> important election? By the time this is released, we might know what has happened. But when I watched this episode, I was just, that's too real, guys. Stop. <laughs> 
I can't. I can't. I'm using this show to escape from the reality of our situation here. Oh, my gosh. And Okay. I think one of the most heartbreaking things is when the TARDIS was kind of turned into this paradox machine and everything's converging. I was just, don't you dare mess with the TARDIS. (laughs) I was ready to break down doors and do whatever I needed to do here. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. That that messed with my head really hard. <laughs> and to me, it was really creepy. I don't know, like scary, just like literally creepy how they use the future people to be like these alien. I mean, they're human, but these alien little UFO killy things. And I was like, oh, God, yeah. it's creepy. It was creepy. I agree. It screwed with me. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the end of the season really screwed with me. It was just, it was kind of just like a mind bleep. Every time I turned mm. on an episode of Doctor Who, I was, I was enthralled, frightened, entertained, provoked in thought all at once. It was, you know, it was an experience. I think this is the highest level experience I've had with Doctor Who. Where just, wow, they're going for some serious concepts. They're really going on a completely different plane here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then we, uh, what did you sort of think of the ending of Martha walking the earth like Kung Fu? Uh, and then everyone believes. And then, um, you know, magic, magic. And then Master defeated. Or is he? Or is he? <laughs> right? Yeah. I think. I think maybe, you know what? This may be your Spock reference. This is Star Trek 2. That's what is it, it is. Is it? It's, okay. Oh, it's, he's dead. He's dead. Wait, <laughs> why are you showing the coffin on Genesis Planet? There, there, maybe oh, that boy. was it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Yeah, this, okay, this episode does a lot. It wraps up the whole thing where, okay, it's confirmed. Martha loves the Doctor, but she's got to do what she's got to do, and... I just, I just remember thinking, I it makes sense that you want to stay, but just, damn it, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, the Master's death, it's sad somehow because of what it means to the Doctor, and yet, like, am I really supposed to feel that way? I, it's it, I, Yeah, I'm all over the place with this one. Um, Martha's so incredibly brave here, I think. Yes. Doing, doing her work. Captain Jack killing them all. Uh, we, you know, Archangel. <laughs> I, I have in my notes here: faith wins, hope wins, always. And I think that's kind of what kept me. That was sort of what I kept thinking throughout this episode, where they are going to put us in a good place because this was a season ender, aside from the special that comes mm. up. So, I just thought, okay, I'm going to let it do its work here. Let me see how this all ties up. All in all, pretty freaking good. I don't know if you could really improve upon it. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. You're, you're leaving enough loose ends to keep going, but at the same time, I'm not left wanting so much more that it feels empty. Like, there is some resolution here. But I'm still <laughs> yeah. sad about Martha. I know I've said that about five no, times. No, I don't care. I miss 100% Martha. true. Yep. Absolutely. We, we will validate <laughs> that. All right. Well. Yeah. This episode almost gave me hope <laughs> for the human race. Just think about the doctor whenever you're in trouble. That's right. So as a uh, – and, and I, I suppose maybe I've leaned you the, or, or guided you the wrong way. I guess technically speaking, the Christmas special is the start of the next season. 
Because when I was looking up the series to oh. go up the episodes, they actually started with <clears throat> Runaway Bride. I'm like, oh, well, that's silly. But anyway, but I know you watched it, so let's talk okay. about it. Let's talk about um, Kylie. Kylie McNobe. Yeah, Voyage of the Damned. This, <laughs> it was Titanic in space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, for a holiday special, it was fun. It's not necessarily the most remarkable thing they've done. And yet, I mean, the production value is great. It's just as a story. I mean, when you're especially coming off of this season, the rest of it, it's a complete departure from what they were doing. Like I just, I yes, really had yeah. to shift gears to get through this one where <laughs> this is a much more, I would say kind of like average typical kind of episode of Dr. Who. It's not quite as high level. It's just a fun adventure with good special effects and that sort of thing. That's great. I had a good time. It Evil was robots. just a gear shift. That's yeah. all. Russell Tovey. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, Alonso, yes, uh, Alonso, Alonso, <laughs> yes, Alonzi, Alonso. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So I have a question about this with Kylie Minogue. What was the general reaction to that? Like, was it a Billy Piper type of reaction where, oh, they're going to bring another singer to try to act? Oh, oh, God. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, say, good. Because no. I thought no, she was no, great. No, no, no. Uh, Kylie, uh, Kylie Minogue. She's royalty. Is the royalty. Yeah, okay. She's royalty. You she's don't... more royalty than the royalty. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves okay. Kylie. Kylie is queen. Okay. All right. You can tell I'm yeah, not British in when. England. Which is interesting because she's not British. Right. She's well, Australian. She's not British. But... <laughs> Nevertheless. Okay. Yeah. But, and because the British watch the uh, uh-huh. Australian soap operas. Um, and that's where she got her start. So she was on the Australian soap operas with Jason Donovan, who is, you know, a little bit okay. of a crown prince still in it, <laughs> although he's not aged well. Um, and then she started her pop career. Okay. Yeah, everybody loves Kylie. This was a coup. So this was a serious this get, and a, people yeah, were all about it. Yeah, I, yes. yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. I say this in a good way, because I know it's a derivative term, but stunt casting, basically. Like, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I mean, and hey, if it worked, so be it. At the same time, I fully, like, figured out fairly quickly, she's not the next companion. She's kind of like, like, she's the Catherine Tate of this season. We're going to see her once, and that's going to be great, and then it's off to Mm -hmm. something else. Is it yeah. because when she died, you thought? Yeah. I don't think well, she's I mean, that might have had something. This is stardust. Okay, stardust, yes, yes. In sci-fi and fantasy, anything can happen. Nothing is a guarantee. There's always a chance she could come back. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but even true. so, this I mean, yeah, they're telling a good story here, and it was. I didn't really care that she was the sacrificial lamb. Like, okay, that makes sense. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Though I, I, you know, they sort of like stabbed the doctor. He's lost Martha, which he's not thrilled about. And he, and he actually had some chemistry with, or he did, not actually, he did have some chemistry. And then like, I, she dies too. And he's sort of like, can I not have anything really, guys? Russell Tovey. <laughs> That's true. There's Russell Tovey. He gets Alonzo. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't. But and I, it does make me wonder. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay, who is the next companion going to be? Because I, I looked at the previews a, just a little bit. Catherine Tate does come back for another mm-hmm. romp. That's going to be great. I love Catherine Tate. She's always welcome back in my world whenever she wants to show up. But she's mm-hmm. not going to be the next companion, right? I think you'll be. it'll be very interesting, I think, this companion run. Yes. Okay. That's not telling. 
<laughs> but I It'll love it. It'll be unforgettable. Okay, I don't know what that means Sad. yet. That's fine. Sad. That's um, fine. And we got to talk about the Van Hoff uh, foodies the- before we're done with this episode. Because those two, they were very memorable guest characters. You knew they were going to die, but they were still great. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> yeah. just, they like their wings, man. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that, that buffalo must be enormous. Re- repre- representing all of the the British tourist stereotype. And, <laughs> you know, obviously the American tourist stereotype as right. well. But because it's filmed in, you know. Sure. But, yeah. I and I do like the, oh, I don't know if I like it, but I appreciate the kill all the good people, only the bad guy survives at the end. Russell Tovey! Uh, well, yes, we're talking about the jerk. He was the only one in the group. That, yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of a subversion of expectations, right? The good guys don't win. Yeah, it was a fun romp. I expect it to go just about nowhere, though, in the future. That's fine. So I guess what are you looking forward to in Series 4? <laughs> I have... No idea. We're going to have a new companion. I mean, I know we have more David Tennant to come, so that's fantastic. I'm always game for more of that. But as far as the way the direction steers from here, I don't know what sort of tone they're going to take, what sort of companion we're going to get to know, or is it going to be companions? I do not know. Mm -hmm. So big question mark, and I'm okay with it because (laughs) I'm just here for the ride, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, as I told you before, this is his final series. Um, <laughs> though it goes, it go, and I don't know how they count, because it goes long. I mean, because I forget how many episodes. I don't know if it's by episode number the same as this. But then you have a series of specials, which are like a lot. Like, it's oh, not that's like, right. It's like four specials. You told me about that. It's actually like five, because the last one's two parts. Um, as a special, not an episode. It's like two movies long. Um, but anyway, so yes, yeah, so uh, yeah. yeah. So this is definitely. But a swan yeah, song. I'm kind of. I'm. I guess I'm going into it. This is the first or the last full season I'll have with David Tennant. I'm mourning that already, just because I really, mm. really enjoy watching him. He's so much fun. He brings a very interesting <laughs> and enjoyable element to his incarnation of the Doctor and. Yeah, what's not to love about always, that? It's yeah. a good time. Um, and then uh, in the series four, you will get a cameo from a future doctor. Oh. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. I look forward to finding out and, who that is. And a blink and you'll miss it, not to use blink, a future companion. Uh, okay. In the same episode. All sorts of foreshadowing here. Karen, yeah. She's in. Uh, with... Oh, yes, of course. Yes. With the, mm-hmm. within the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay, so it sounds like I've got some things Absolutely. to look forward to. Well, it's a good thing I've still got some Friday evenings free to keep watching Doctor Who. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, if folks want to talk to you about uh, series one through three, where can they find you on the interwebs? Well, the best and just about only place to do that, besides this podcast, is on Twitter, and my handle is Oh the Profanity. Well, thanks for joining us, Char, and allowing us to torture you, but we enjoy <laughs> watching it again through your eyes. Yes, absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for having me here. It's always good to talk Doctor Who with you guys, and uh, I thank you once again, Philip, for getting me into this show. Yeah, one of us, one of us. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Well, of course, Series 3 and all the series before and after, we hope you keep tuning in to the Doctor's many adventures throughout Time and space.
This is BBC Television.